Our first lesson this morning is Psalm 31, verses 3 through 8. It is a traditional prayer for, for deliverance, and it introduces in this prayer, in this psalm, seven of the statements that are made in Hebrew prayer. In the text this morning, we, we, we hear the words of confidence and the expression of trust. So let us listen to the word of God. You are indeed my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake leads me and guides me. Take me out of the net that is hidden for me. For you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. You hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will exalt and rejoice in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction. You have taken heed of my adversaries and have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Amen. And the gospel lesson this morning comes to us from the gospel of John chapter 14 verses 23 to 29. Jesus answered him, Judas, Judas, not Iscariot. Those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them and we will come to them and, and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I'm going away and I'm, I'm coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before. It occurs so that when it does occur, you may believe. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The texts today place us squarely, squarely in the crosshairs of being put on the path to following Jesus and remembering what he did for us at this table, his, his table. The, the route to knowing God is to live the word 
of Jesus, which in turn will, with the Spirit's aid, lead us to a living experience of the love of Jesus and the one who sent him. In the absence of the physically present Christ, our daily practice makes real the living presence and love of God. You see, love in action is the route, the route to experiencing love's grace-filled indwelling the love that's in our hearts, that spirit that's in our hearts. Love in action is the closest that we come to the evidence of God. You see, Jesus is urging us to, to take the first step in engaging ministry and love. Not theory, not theory, but practice. Not, not argument, but in passionate love. You see, the promised advocate, the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, is coming to remind the disciples, coming to remind us of Jesus and his teachings. And Jesus reminds his followers that they need not be fearful or have anxiety, and that rejoicing is appropriate for his departure. The context of Jesus' sayings here is the whole of the farewell discourse in John, and that's what we're in right now. It's the whole thing, including the earlier promise of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the promise that the disciples and us, that we will not be left orphaned, alone, but we will be God's children adopted as God's very own. As, as Jesus knows what lies ahead of him, anxiety and fear and troubled hearts are much on Jesus' mind. The antidote to such fear is peace. A peace given by Jesus and not peace as the world gives. You see, Jesus Jesus repeats what he has said at the very beginning of chapter John, just a few short verses before. Let not your hearts be troubled. He adds, believe in God, believe also in me, for in my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. You see, Jesus is assuring us that our lives here are not the end, just like his was not the end, but a new beginning, and it's offering us eternal peace with him in heaven. In our times of, of troubles, in our times of need, in our, when things are at their darkness, when we are in our tumult, even when things are not, Jesus offers us the peace that you and I need, the hope that you and I need the love that you and I need, most certainly in words, but more importantly, by deed, 
by deed. He, he tells us and assures us that, that God will, has, and does send the Holy Spirit. Many people yearn for the peace in the world's terms, cessation of, of conflict, whether psychological tension or, or warfare, a sense of calm or, or serenity of spirit. You see, the peace, the peace that, that Jesus promises as he takes leave might and does include such things, but ultimately, ultimately, the peace that Jesus gives, the peace that Jesus offers, is nothing less than the consequence, the consequence of the presence of God. The presence of God. When God is present, peace is made manifest. When, when you, you and I offer the peace of, of Christ amongst each other at the beginning of our worship service, we need to not be rote in that, but to take pause and remember what we're truly doing. Why? Because we are enacting the truth. You and I are enacting the truth where sin is forgiven. The place where we worship the omnipotent God that created the heavens and the earth. We worship together as the body of Christ. Where we partake in communion together. We are the new revelatory community of peace. And Jesus' peace is a reality. It's indwelling. It's present and amongst us. You see, the gift of peace is bound up with all that makes for righteousness or a right relation. Love, forgiveness, reconciliation, and thanksgiving. Jesus then, after all that he says concludes the farewell discourse in three chapters after this. In John 13, 16, 33, to reemphasize and sum up what he intends for all of us. I've said all these things. I've said all these things so that in you, in me, me, you may have peace. In the world you face persecution, but take courage. I have conquered the world. Jesus conquers the cosmos. He, he then looks up to heaven. After he finishes all that he says, he looks up to heaven and begins his prayer for all of humanity, a prayer for peace, a prayer for eternal life, deliverance, protection, joy, truth, sanctification, and adoption. He sums it all up in his prayer. And then he says, Father, the hour has now come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you. Peace, freedom from anxiety is directly related 
to our putting our whole trust in God, in God's grace, in God's love, which becomes possible when we remember that love, God, created us for love. And that love never leaves us. Never. And is always there in times of trouble, holding us in the palm of his hands. Always. Dr. William Herzog tells us in his book, Jesus, Justice, and the Reign of God, that the primary task of the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the ruach, was to teach, was to teach, not defend. The role of the advocate is to activate the memory banks of the community so that they can remember Jesus' teachings. Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit will teach us everything that we need and remind us of all that he said to us so the community will have help in keeping Jesus' words. In fact, what we, we see here is a continuum involving that the God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are with us. As Jesus departs, indeed he does, because Jesus will and does depart, his humanity will end. His humanity ends and dies up on that cross. His humanity ends, but the Holy Spirit comes, fills our hearts. God leaves nothing to chance. As Jesus is reunited with the Father, the community, the community of believers, all of us will be united to and in the Spirit. You and I are united in the Spirit's peace, which will encourage troubled hearts, relieve our fear and anxiety, all of those things that might distract us. Jesus is giving us a glimpse of the notion that our faith journey is not for the faint-hearted. He lets us know it's not going to be easy. He lets us know that there are times of trouble. But he leaves us peace and he uses the word ephemi, ephemi. It's, it's my peace I leave with you. It, it could be translated and should be translated, I bequeath you my peace. I bequeath you my peace. Although there is all kinds of distractions in this world, all kinds of evil that lurks in the background, Jesus' words testify to the resources and the riches that we stand to inherit, that we, the disciples, should stand firm and be of good courage there will be no surprises because the Holy Spirit will tell us all the things that we need to know in advance. We remember all of these things in our baptism in and by the Holy Spirit that we are marked as God's own and know of God's coming and eternal reign.
I believe that in that remembrance, God invites us to silence that voice that's always nagging at us. That you're not good enough. That you can't do. Just try to keep everything under control. Don't expect too much. Don't hope too much. Don't reveal too much. Don't rejoice too much. Don't grieve too much. But God, no, God's voice, God's voice instead, give ourselves over to the word, he says. He says, listen to me. Calm your hearts because I've made the word flesh. I've embodied it in a human form. Allow the logos, the word, to overwhelm and envelop you, silence in you any voice but God's. Open our mouths and bodies, our souls to praise and song for truth and grace upon grace. Let it radiate through us so that we will be, you and I will be, the light of the world that no darkness can overcome. And you and I are reminded of that light and that life here at this table, Jesus Christ's table, the one we're invited to sup at with him and the communion of saints. My friends, let us as God's own, who are baptized in the triune God, rejoice as we partake. Rejoice as we partake in his meal, now and forevermore. Amen. Hello, this is Pastor Ken Goodrich, and I'm humbled that you took the time to listen to this podcast. I pray that the Holy Spirit moves you to ministry, and that if you don't have a church home, that you are able to find one. Please feel free to tune in on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 12.20 p.m. for our Bible studies, on Thursdays at 10 a.m. for our Learning Center courses, and of course on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. for our worship. Just go to fpclc.org to see all our various programs and events. Thanks again, and God bless you and keep you safe. May God embrace you and keep you in his countenance. Peace.